Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. It isn't easy being this disturbed, but suffering brings women to God, and I am not too small to understand. My mother is a pool. Two, loves commercial. Pale blue buildings in the sun. Maria says hello to Paul. Hello. Paul puts something in his mouth. That is the tone of an answer, a pure response, an answer tone. Maria turns on like a wide band. Paul wants to fuck the god inside her. Something pencils in music, a skinny fish of sound. Maria serves Paul's emotional and sexual needs in exchange for pizza. Three. I look up your nose as you tell me all your secrets. My laundry is allegedly done, yet I am unwilling to return to the machine. Obviously, this is not a love poem. Four. You big dumbbell. Bring me to life. The warmth of my heart is hard and unending. Chapter one, the pull. Am I being loud enough? Linen. Every time I think of you, my hands work like a woman pulling another woman's hair into a ponytail. A state of grace, a doodle, crotch, seclusion, yawning, owning, ale. God has called on me to wear this breastplate. I don't pay attention. I come open like a blood orange red of evening red of clouds as tall as palm trees whirled apart like hair around a drain. The sea has worn me out. The sea has opened up a thousand holes in me and I have spat myself in each the sex inside a fist of grass. I walk around. I look at pictures of myself. At night, I lay my outfits into shapes of people on the ground. Tomorrow, I will be as tired as a god 
and after that. Is it possible to, where, is the music coming from the restaurant? Yeah. Okay, I was so confused. I was like, is that sublime? <laughs> Can you guys hear? Is that, okay, cool. I'm glad I'm not hallucinating. Friday, April 17th. The fantasy of being murdered has returned. It lives inside me, like a crab. I want it so the words come flat and all at once appear you walk out and look off of. I'll send you there with my little tongue. Romance. I have heard it said that love turns people soft, but I have never been more brutal. Attachment theory. One baby says to the other baby, look, the nurses are smoking. Look, the nurses are beating each other up. It is Saturday, and the babies are holding me. Arms outstretched, the bods of godlets, expecting puts a seal onto the world, so I am not. What is an O? What is the circle of a guttural emission? What is O, 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 ah. I rattle like a baby with a bottle and a rattle. Do you think the reason babies love rattles is that somewhere in their softest infant brains, they know that's what a Xanax bottle sounds like? Do you think I'm a baby? There are some ways I am not. You dream of candy because you want yourself to. In another window, in a video, a dog is wheezing, and I am thinking about candy, about what I want to touch, I click on, swoony like you, like every hour, a unique careening bell that breaks apart the quiet like a picture. I look over and over, everything I do is to stay longer. Chapter two, The Long Month. I'm not gonna read the whole book. I'm just reading the chapter titles. It's like a, you know, tag. August. <laughs> we woke up at 10. I brushed my teeth. I made breakfast. You put the dishes in the sink. We read on the porch. You sat in the rocking chair. I lay on the hammock. You kissed my nose. 
We walked to the beach. You kicked a ball. I climbed the rocks. You found a crab. We heard thunder. I skipped a stone. You stuck the ball under your shirt and said, look, you got me pregnant. I kissed you hard. The sky was getting dark. I walked into the sea. Romance. It breaks the muscle and voids the temple and the stomach and is diurnal. I always tell this story when I read that poem, but my mom had an edit for that poem where she just wanted me to write like a bus at the end of it. <laughs> and I like cannot read the poem without hearing and is diurnal like a bus. <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> to me. Um, dishonor. In the middle of the day, I love to be indulged. We are trying to be honest, but everybody knows that isn't possible. My eyes and the red hangover of your eyes. Sweetheart, there is nothing you can want without. Chapter three is called Love's Commercial, but I'm skipping it. Chapter four, My Wild Mind. You did not assimilate, which is the privilege of a king, or I regret having to abandon you, but I may never abandon myself, or is it even possible to have a conversation? Your objections are less passionate than my desires. What drives me is baseless and therefore indisputable. Yet split my heart about you, man. Love drops like a dozen pens. What's important? You say nothing. Notice well, and we point out the words like, oh, of course, and is that right, my beauty? Call me something else. No bliss is not enough. Ass-whipped eucalyptus, I would like to ruin this with valor. Don't forgive the rareness of a perfect kiss. Although I don't believe finality, I'd love it, darling, if you'd FaceTime me. Thou couldst have loved this. What the fuck? The moral inconsistency is, of course, maddening, yet it raises questions such as, within states of regulation, is there peace? There is nothing more to life than this. Sickness is a kind of clarity. It makes you feel afraid. 
and love to be alive. It interests me to be afraid. My claim is on the absolute. I never wanted to be free, only to be nothing and to love, to be alive. Just like the French, my beauty is nourished by its own disgrace. I love when it's disgusting. Jealously, I wash myself. The sacrament of being held without affection. My only purity is in my failure to be satisfied. We will never comprehend this, nor what hinders you. The horror I confess, I cannot have you without being, and you know what I'd prefer. The Stone Chapter. All I have ever wanted is to be sweet. I watch his arms, his face. He's not thinking of his face. His body is what is the fear. Can you believe in fuck? I let him watch his arms. His face is not thinking of his face. His body is what is the fear you can believe in. Fuck, I let him watch his arms. His face is not thinking of my face. His body is what is the fear I can believe in. Fuck, I let him watch my arms, my face. His body is the fear I fuck what you believe. You watch my arms, my face. Not thinking is my face. My body is what is I fear and fuck. You can't believe me. Fuck, you can. You watch my arms, my face. Not thinking is your face. Your fear is what I fuck. His body, can you face what I is fuck? I let him. Then worse than all, believing what I let, that I is this, and this is what I get. Unfastened by my fail, so low to speak in wasted keeps removing me from me to you who say my fall was justly wrought know this I paid for more than what I bought my body split to hell so quick was stuck not you. You arm your body safe, you fuck. You lie beneath a sky I cannot reach. 
and rinse my kiss from yours with sun like bleach. It's true, it's he who pulled me from above and you that left me there. There is nothing I wish to contain. I write, and it's a theater. I stony-eyed recount, I don't know how I used to write or used to live. The sky is white and I am nowhere underneath it. Romance. Love has turned on me. Now I am its liar. Chapter six. I told you I was sick. Only the visceral shit spreading from the crease, the gemstone cold. I fondled them, value-based and oiling like witches and as earthly god, too sick from I remember later like a badge and even I had an erection. What to make of that? Paradise is a mind blowing you. Fate is immoral. It dumps on you. And you do not explore its bad as I wish you were. A ceiling or a geode. Dump me when I look at you from every care. I cannot wait until I die, I should have said, but would not let you touch it. Romance, a silent expiration in the small hours, like a man whose pleasure disenchants, love ends fast and never reinvents like light describes a cone, a nothingness that longs to become regular splendor or whatever good things turn to every day. Unfucked in the bed we fucked on. When you loved me, life was real. When you forget me, Chapter seven, I lose hope. Women wear clothes to demonstrate their grief. Today my therapist suggested I try lying down on top of graves. She had a leaf stuck to her cheek but I didn't tell her. I'm depressed because my orgasms alone are uninspiring. And the most money I have ever made was when I got hit by a car. You can laugh. It's just fun. 
nature. To live is to disorganize, to become waste in little waves and echoes. Hear my mother call my name, a door creaks shut, a windy day, it devastates me and I blur away. My condition won't allow me to remain, although I can't exempt myself from wanting, alive and in this shit pile. A woman must be very poor to love. Pull a branch out of the water, stick the water in my eye. I shiver out a fowl with muscly shivers, pinking out the water's gray narcotic web, malaise in service of desire, fucking nature. Eat a light in getting rid of me. I gave a reading at um, Mount St. Mary's recently, and one of the questions afterwards was like, what's with all the F-bombs? And I said, percussion which is true. It's a really percussive word. Um. <laughs> Elegy what never was. When I choked on his ex-girlfriend's hair while sucking his cock in the bed they used to share it had the feel of rightness. How it takes a plastic bag 1,000 years to go away. It wasn't love I suffered. The pull. I know quickness, like the longer we lie, the more I want to drown. It's not a question. Plastic drowns me, like the middle class. It isn't a release. Grass, a tongue, paper cup, a tongue. When someone says LA, I drive. 120 milligrams, whatever. I don't love the fuck of doubt and on and on. Let me assure you, forever means wax, insomnia, blank as your name. Romance. Love turned me into a liar. Lies turned me into a god. Chapter eight, I do not lose hope. I told you I was sick. The innocents all dress the same. Their mouths open, their mouths close. They flush and bleed and wonder where they are, happy to be leaving, hesitant and unprepared for the departure when it comes to them, like penicillin. 
Are you pinching yourself? What I want and how I want it, that is what they told me. They were right. Skin is just like fabric and all violence is in defense of something. I lay on my back and wish. I do that now. I wish for good things, all the good, good things. Why not? Fabric rolls out like a cloud of paint, a moan into a square of gauze. I don't know. And so I write about it. I care about life and the ones who never say a thing. We are in the hands of Providence, who is unqualified. There are those who would protect us from the possibility of good. I think I'm just going to read like, okay. I'm just gonna read a couple more. Um, this is a fun one. Besides it all, I walked around this beautiful life in excellent weather, a stoned philosopher who yearned to be attractive. If I have failed, it is to become callous though I do have some regrets. They aren't dimensional or precious. Romance. When I tell myself a story, I decide the end. Romance or the end. This is a book about love. And it is a book about lies. Love can be a lie, but it is also always true. This is a book about truth. This is a book about story. There is no such thing as a true story, so there are no stories in this book. Without a story, there is separation. This is a book about separation. Everything is a story, even the truth. There is nothing truer in this world than the lie of love. Okay, this is the epilogue, and that's, that's it. Somewhere there's a nothing I'm a part of. The status bar circles my iris. It isn't insurmountable or permanent, though boundaries do exist. You don't dissolve by going through them. And I went. Are lovers people? What I mean is shit wept from the gutter is a kind of present. 
of desire, of the sexuality of death, like they control me into me. But I am more and other things. I am alive, so I stay up all night, enjoying feeling sick with pleasure. I read Dolores O'Riordan's natal chart. We have hardly anything in common. I want to be more than anything I want. If I listen carefully to certain music, I can just remember what it's like to live inside the perfect closeness of another's breath. It seems extraterrestrial in hindsight. Dolores said, I'll miss you when you're gone. And I think of this while scraping three-day-old smashed cockroach from the sun-bleached wooden floor of my apartment. It's like the refrain, or the stain of the refrain. I don't pay it too much mind. There is real joy in understanding no one else is going to do it for you. I want so much long fake hair and I want to win a dance off. I want to be disciplined and prompt. I want to come by barely even moving. Desire really can be simple. Thank you. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, wow, you did make me feel special. <laughs> he told me his job was to make me feel special. That was so great. That was so, so great. It was, I, just to hear it in your words, in your rhythm, was, it was really, it transformed the experience of the book for me. And I've read this book a few times now. Um, I want to talk about, just, I want to just start at the beginning and kind of talk about writing, and this book is a, a real kind of departure from your first book, and so how did you approach the first book, and why why did you change tack here? Um, I mean, it's just the way that I wrote it. Uh, I mean, the first book was just a collection of poems that were sort of assembled over time, connected by like a theme, or you know, the theme of like the experiences I was having. Mm -hmm. But this book, I just like, I realized after I had kind of started assembling the texts that like I actually needed the form to be a part of the content. Like I needed the, fo the form was actually part of the story I was trying to tell. And that is what changed everything. When I like realized, I've never been a person who's like, okay, I've got an idea for like a work. Like I'm just like, I'm just gonna write this poem because I don't know. And then, but this, I just, it was very intentional and it became kind of like, I just like had this sense of like wanting to put things in order. Mm. And that's why the structure is so loud. That's why it has chapters. That's why if you read it, it like kind of reads like one 
um, story sort of. And that's just something I like forced onto it because I, I wanted it to have a story because it was, I was basically taking a lot of stuff from like a very disordered, like chaotic, shitty time. And like, I just like wanted to be able to at least look at it. Just like, even if I couldn't like, even if it still sucked, <laughs> like even if it still like didn't exactly like make sense, I just wanted it to like have an order that I could look at it and, you know, hopefully like move on from. And of course it's never exactly that simple, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, I really latched onto the narrative form because I mean whatever I do narrative so <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that but I but I mean the chapter structure and the story that emerges and the you and the I and the it's 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 really seductive and at first like I thought it was really fun and funny <laughs> and then very quickly the sense of dread like yeah. very quickly the sense of dread emerges and then and then and then things happen right like chapter five it's like something happened that's the stone chapter that's the stone chapter yeah. and and it's like and then mm -hmm. there's a pivot, and then it's really, it's quite heavy. And then it made me go back and reread it. And then suddenly the tragic and the comic, yeah. Th yeah, they took on different meanings. Yeah. Should I just talk about that? Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. Like, I think that chapter was, I mean, yeah, it's called the stone chapter. It kind of like sits like a stone in the book in a certain way. And it starts with that poem I read, All I've Ever Wanted to Be Sweet, which is like, it's like a hard poem for me to to read, but it's also a poem that's really important to me, and it's arguably the poem I like sort of put the most work into. I just wanted it to like, I wanted to be really exactly right, mm -hmm. um, and it is like I mean I wanted this to kind of be like I think on some podcast I did someone was like kind of like the autopsy of like a you know a tragic romance, and that is that is what you know I wanted to be, and it's it's you know it's. Um, it's it's something I imposed onto it. Like this poem was not actually, or this book was not actually written um, chronologically, but I I wanted it to fit a story. So, um, I don't know why were we at tragedy or comedy? Yeah, I mean I don't know. I use humor to cope with everything. So all yeah. of my writing is gonna have. I was actually it's always like a tension when I read because I always know people are like afraid to laugh. And I was like, come on, guys, <laughs> like that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that was funny. Um, uh, but then it is also really heavy and it's yeah. like, I, I don't see them as, you know, to me, they're like very natural partners. Like I think I have never not found my life to be funny. Like truly, even when it was just yeah a disaster, I'm like laughing Yeah, and it doesn't mean I'm not upset, but yeah. And that's one of the graces of this book is that I just kept laughing, <laughs> yeah, and I was really like happy. feeling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my feelings, and then and then you just have this line that was just undeniably. Funny. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to ask you about teaching. You teach as well. I kind of pivot away from the book a little bit, and I do teach. Actually, there's a lot of students of mine here tonight from like various classes. Oh yeah, Xavier. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I see some Pomona students. There's a lot of Poetry Field School students. Um, yeah, I teach. I teach. Uh, right now, I'm teaching entirely out of this. Hi, Erin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I teach. I'm teaching entirely. I started this poetry school a couple of years ago called the Poetry Field School, and it's just poetry workshops. And it's pretty. I mean, I started it actually. Actually, I started. It's totally parallel with this book. Like my life, kind of like was a insane disaster. Like 
moved down here and actually my therapist at the time was like, why don't you just try offering a workshop? And I was like, and actually there's one of my students from my very first ever just sort of independent workshop right over there. Um, And it was great. And I was kind of like, I loved it. And then it just sort of took off from there. And now it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's honestly like one of, it's changed my life. Like it's such an incredible thing to get to do to like, not just to teach, but it's a really, it's like a community workshop. Like it's just people and they're not, they're very non-hierarchical. It's not like grading. It's just like people who are interested in language coming together and they're open to anybody. There's no like entrance exam. Like you just, you just come and like, it's all different people, you know, people who have like published books and like people who have never written poems and they all just like get really involved in each other's work. And it's, it's incredible. That's great. Yeah. We went we went to grad school together. That's how we it's know true. each other. Um, <laughs> and is it anything like Iowa? Did you do anything like the Iowa workshop or did you just um, reject that model wholesale? I mean, I don't honestly I don't even know if I like remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm try, like I mean, I, it's it's a workshop. It's, yeah. you know, um but it's much I mean, it's similar to Iowa. <laughs> I'm not like a I mean, I would say, well, okay, I was going to say I'm not like a very involved teacher, but that's actually totally wrong. Which is also, that's a horrible thing to say. Um, <laughs> I mean, teachers at Iowa give you a lot of space. I don't yeah. feel like I had a lot of teachers at Iowa who were like, change this. Like, change, yeah. But like my students, I'm like, change this, change this, <laughs> cha- change that word, move that, push on the title. And like I instruct them like strictly like to ignore me. But uh, it's like, I can't just like, in order for me to like share with them what I understand about writing, I have to like kind of open up my mind to them and just let them see what I'm thinking about, even if that's not what they ultimately end up like. You know, it's not about like me being right or me being wrong. It's just being like, this is like, like I think like you need a word that's like a little bit smoother here. Mm-hmm. Like you just need to get through this moment like a little bit more effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And um, like just, just even like, I think that's not a thing. That's not a thing anyone talked to me about at Iowa. It's just like getting into like the guts of language in that way. And like that's like all I think about. And it's really cool to just get to talk about it with people yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah. Great. Well, I know that there are a lot of your students and friends and people who love you here. So maybe we'll let them ask you questions. Yeah. Does anyone have a question? You. <laughs> <laughs> Special. Thank you. Um, which is, uh, can you, I'm always interested in how poets and writers um, order their work or the poems. Well, this, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure, and I'm curious um, what poems were left out. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, there were a lot that, like, um, there were some that are in this book that, like, at the last minute, I was like, oh no, I forgot. <laughs> can we get this one in? Uh, like, literally. But, um, it's there is there are also other poems that were left out and just like pieces of text. I mean, this is a book that I literally put together like physically. Like I printed out like a million pages of text and like cut it up and then like organized that into poems and then organized those poems into a text. I guess I should have talked about this before with your question about process. But yeah, and so like it was very much and then I also like went through and I like did like an outline of like what I wanted and I looked up the um I looked up the like the narrative structure of like a classic Greek tragedy and you know I don't even remember anymore but I kind of used that loosely to organize it um 
and I just tried to kind of, you know, I thought of these, these beats as like being containers for the work. And I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to put this work in that container. This is this moment. Then like, I want it to like have like a kind of like breath here. Um, but then that's like just this book. That's really unusual. Like I have one book that I literally organized it by temperature like, which I don't even know what that means, but that was like, you know, I was just like, this seems like a warm poem, like this one, towards the front, but it's, it's, I don't know, I, I, it's the, to me, it's actually the worst thing about putting books together, and even though that it was, this book was really hard to write for that reason, I was also really grateful, because I had, I knew where everything would, could go, and my first book, it was just like, I mean, I was just like, well, I'll just throw them in the air, who knows. Yeah, she did a couple times for sure. Yeah. Like there were, you know, def and she actually suggested like she was like we need like one more chapter. I remember remember I think it was uh, my wild mind like didn't it, there's some there was one chapter you're like I just feel like this section needs to have like two chapters. Yeah, Allie was incredible. And there are changes from the Gallic copy, oh, right? A lot, yeah. yeah. I don't I mean I would be changing this book right now if I could. <laughs> I mean that's not that's like not a joke. <laughs> like I like I'm just like cut that line. I can't stop. But mm. yeah, but I can't, so no. now it exists. Anyone else? Oh, Natalie? I mean, I, I hope to, I mean, like it is saved sort of theoretically, but some of it gets lost. You know, you just like lose track of it. I don't, like I don't, you know, it's not like I'm like, delete the file, clear the trash, like that's never coming back. But, you know, I keep like folders, I organize my work kind of chronologically, so like, you know, this is like 2017, 2016. But stuff does get less, like I just, I'm doing a piece for this magazine, is it 32C or C32, whatever, it's some art magazine. And they wanted like a bunch of the ephemera and I was looking through and I was like, why didn't that get in? Because I was finding like, like, because I took all these pictures, when I was putting the book together, I took these pictures of, like, just, like, pieces of text that were, like, kind of collaged, or, like, I would just, like, lay them on the ground and photograph them to get an idea of how they were, and I was like, why didn't that make it in? I, and, yeah, so I, I try to save them, but stuff, you know, stuff, that's same with music, like, stuff just gets lost, like, tunes you, like, worked on, then they, you just forget about them, and you gotta think of it as kind of, like, it's contributing to, like, you know, something later. Um, I mean, I mostly read my students' work. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, that's true, probably. But I read, I mean, I read a lot of work because I teach so much that I always have to give my students new work. But I'd say the poems that most informed this book were like HD, um, Sappho, like kind of obviously. Um, Alice Notley is someone I really, I mean, my like great love poet is uh, Amé Césaire, and then actually someone who just died today, Kamal Brathwaite, whose writing is incredible, and he does really, really, really amazing book-length poems that are, it's not similar to this, because his are much more sort of like unruly, like so much of what I wanted to do in this book was actually impose rules, and his writing is really unruly. It's just like all different fonts, and like all over the place, and just like pictures. Um, but he just, he yeah, he creates really long narrative arcs through through poetry. But they're similarly kind of like, they're not normal narratives. Like they're very, yeah, just kind of like 
uh, I don't even, I was going to say psychotic, but that's not a good word. Uh, weird, they're unusual, non-normative narrative. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, yeah, sure, they're eccentric. They're, yeah. One of my favorite moments is when the book breaks up breaks out into these rhyming couplets. And do you think about poetic form like before you're composing the poem or? I mean, so that poem they're talking about rhyming couplet. I love rhyme. I'm like, I love rhyme so much. And that poem, yeah, it actually started as a sestina, which is a kind of poem that's six stanzas. There's six different end lines and then each stanza has the end lines in like a different order and it's all totally prescribed. And I find uh, working with form to be really, really useful when I'm writing stuff that's hard for me to write about. Like it just kind of gives me like a, like a screen or it's like a, it's like a mediation or something. And um, it started as Sestina and then I made it iambic pentameter and I always kind of like, I'll put it in Sestina form and then I'll make it into rhymes just because I like rhymes. But um, I wanted it, th that was a poem more than, you know, where I wanted to have this beginning of kind of like, claustrophobic like disarray and then I wanted the second section that's those rhyming couplets to just be like really like tight and like precise and just as compressed as possible like I just thought about it while I was working on it was just like trying to like just like press as much energy like into the language as I could and I think form is so good for that and rhyme in particular because they like bounce off each other yeah and it just, it, it's like becomes a really energetic form. Mm. Yeah. And then it's also kind of like, it's so sing-songy also, that that's like, there's something I think is like really kind of like perverse, but also lovely about that. And you know, that's like where so many, like, you know, children's like nursery rhymes is really, really dark stuff, but they're put into these like sort of lovely rhyming uh, meters. And there's something about that that just maybe you know maybe it goes back to like the why the comedy with you know laughing while you're crying kind of thing it just it just feels real it just feels right to me yeah 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 how do you think about um blank space or white space because you like listening to like nicholas gas and what is your approach to you said about cutting up words and mm -hmm. I mean, I use space a lot, and it was something I tried to, like, my first book, I didn't think of, I mean, I always, I've always, I always read how I read tonight, like, where I let, I sit with moments, and in my first book, I didn't realize other people wouldn't do that, and then when they would hear me read, they'd be like, oh my god, like, you read so slow, and actually, so this book, I wanted to try to build that in a little more, and I really like leaving space. To me, that's where a lot of meaning happens, is actually like, I don't wanna tell someone like, this is what you're feeling, this is what's happening. I just want to be like, here's one thing and here's another, and then you have to, you have to put it together. You have to like actually experience that connection yourself. Um, and I also think just space is so good for, it's like, so much of, I mean, all writing, you know, comic writing, screenwriting, fiction, poetry, it's about tension and like pacing and using space to, to build tension is something that's, I think, like a real tool that I try to use in my work. And some of these poems are erasures, right? There, there are other poems that you're 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like almost like all my poems are erasures in certain ways. Like, the, you know, it, except for maybe the a few of them, they start out as really long, and then I, like, cut everything. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, they're not, like, erasures in, like, the traditional sense, maybe, but yes. Like, and, and I do, like, in this book particularly, like, leave, you know, the evidence of that in some places. Not everywhere, but in some places. You know, there's just, there's pages in this book where it's just, like, one line or something. Well, I think we might have time for one more. Oh, oh. oh. I didn't <laughs> see you over there. I wanted to ask how you make sense of the like, humility in the book. Um, how most of the poems kind of uh, evolve into this like, idea of nothing. And I was wondering how you thought of both of those concepts of what you want the reader to make sense of. I don't know if I entirely understand what you mean like you mean how the poems kind of like sometimes just like deflate at the end they deflate they all just there's like there's an overwhelming presence of the word nothing yeah and the idea of nothing in the chapter I lose hope yeah I mean someone else wrote about that too I, d I don't what is like the question is just how do I use that or why, how do I how do you make sense of that I mean I don't <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not like you know I don't I don't know it's just like I endure it I don't make sense of it <laughs> just like you know I just you know s survive and uh, it sucks and but then I laugh you know <laughs> um, I don't does that answer I don't know if, I don't know if I feel like that's a good answer. I guess. Eve Eve was one of my students so we can we can talk like this but I don't want to like yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, like, nothingness is, I think it's something every person has to wrestle with. Like, you know, it's like a way of engaging with, like, mortality of being human. Even if we were, you know, lived forever, like, there's, like, we're, like, essentially, like, a speck and a void. Like, it's something you have to grapple with, and it's something that I've always, like, been interested in, and it's also just a beautiful word. I love the word nothing. It's a lovely word. It's, like, Again, it's like springy, but it also is like full of like air and softness and I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's end with the nothingness. Um, yeah, thanks. Listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.